The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Welcome to Truth Transforms. Join in for spiritually enlightening discussion and the practical application of new thought principles. Here's your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. Welcome to Truth Transforms. I'm your host, Galen McDowell, and I'm the Executive Minister and Senior Assistant Minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. And I've been doing a series on prayer called Prayer Changes Things, where I've been interviewing some of my comrades in the, in the New Thought Movement, in particular in the Universal Foundation for Better Living. And today I have another special guest who is not only a friend, not only a classmate when we we're on the, in the Johnny Coleman Theological Seminary, but just a great overall person. So today I have for the show, let me read a bio first, the Reverend Burnett Jones, who is the senior minister of One God, One Thought Center for Better Living in Baltimore, Maryland. She's been the senior minister for 19 years. Uh, the One God, One, <laughs> me, One God, One Thought Center is a member of the Universal Foundation for Better Living. And she speaks not only at her church, she speaks at conferences around not only the country and the world, she is a powerhouse, she's a classmate, she's a sister, the Reverend Burnett Jones. How you doing there, Reverend Burnett? It is a wonderful, wonderful day, and I am doing just fabulous. Beautiful, beautiful. So as you know, you know, as I told you, we are having conversations around prayer, because I believe that in this world, people are dealing with the, the real consequences of trying to figure out, does prayer work? Uh, how do you pray? What are the best ways to pray? And I think people are just, just you know, at this point, they're caught up because they want the opportunity to understand how to make life work. And they're trying to figure out what that looks like in real time. And for me, what I'm trying to do with this series, at least, is to help people understand the techniques that they need to understand to be able to get the results they desire. Because people want lives that work when it's all said and done. They want life to work. They want life to make sense. They're trying to make sense out of life. And therefore, I want to make sure that we have the opportunity to uh, respond to these things properly. So first of all, let me just ask you, what is prayer? Prayer is uh, a very deep, deep communion with our God self. And I say that because when I notice in my prayer life, when I identify myself correctly, when I start from a place of identifying myself as a spiritual being and identifying my oneness with this God self, as soon as my I turn my attention there, whatever is going on with me, that's my prayer. Mm -hmm. I don't have to go into a long litany, use a lot of words, go through a lot of uh, ups and downs. I simply turn my awareness and my attention to my God self, mm -hmm. which is the part of me that cannot be separated from what we are calling God. This right. infinite energy, wisdom, and intelligence system that governs the whole universe and, and beyond, you know, it, it is always perfect. So when I can identify myself rightly as one 
with that perfection, one with that wisdom, one with that intelligence system, I'm praying. So, you know, in, in, in spiritual maturity, I'm praying without ceasing. Right. Yes. Yes. I'm praying without ceasing because every word I say, every thought I think, every feeling I feel, my behaviors, my reactions, they're all a part of my prayer. Yes, yes. That it, it it definitely lands. It definitely makes a difference because as we are working with this concept of prayer, what I'm seeking to do, hopefully, with these conversations is help people understand how to make the contact. Yes. How to, and for lack of terms, demystify it. I realize it's a yes. mystical encounter, but sometimes we can make something so heavenly, it's no earthly good. Yes. And, you know, so people have to put sometimes feel as though they have to jump through so many hoops just to get to the space of prayer. No, it's it's just a conversation for it's me. Just, it's just where a I just turn my attention. Just turning the attention away from the, <laughs> the outer world of effects. Yes. Yes. And turn it within. Yes. And I think that that's part of that. That makes it interesting, uh, Reverend Burnett, because as people are trying to navigate life, and, you know, in, in, in a real way, try to figure out how to make life work for themselves as they're dealing with the day-to-day stuff of responsibilities and bills, stress, pressure, politics, and all of this other stuff. Sometimes it's easy to forget that we can just be still and know. Yes. You know, those things are such distractions. For us, we get tangled up in distractions Mm -hmm. and things that really take our mind into so many different directions. But I have found that the one thing that I can do that is most powerful is to ask myself, what's the most loving thing I can do for myself right now? And that is to turn my attention to focus on the highest ideal that I can find. And that's Mm -hmm. God. That's that that God presence that's there all the time. Then I begin to get answers and solutions and guidance and resolution. You know, when I start, stop babbling Mm -hmm. with my own conversation about what I think is going on and what I think is right, what I think is wrong, how it should be. And we should be doing this. I should be doing and judgment and all that. When I stop all that babbling and simply turn my attention to the presence and power and relax in that, to that divine presence and just relax in it. Suddenly there's a space that opens up. There's a consciousness that opens up. And my my being is connected to the universal being. It's always perfect. It's always good. And that's the beginning of the prayer process. It's just connection. All right. All right. All right. So my next question then is, do you believe prayer changes things? And if so, how? I believe that prayer changes things because it changes us. You know, one of the uh, and I can't even remember who it is who says uh, you might remember who, who it is who says that. When you change the way you look at things, the things you look at seem to change. Mm-hmm. Yes. So prayer 
seems to change things, but what it really does is change the way we're looking at things. Because when you raise, when we raise our consciousness to that God consciousness, everything we look at changes. It seems really different. It's like a revelation happens and things just look and seem different. So we're changing our awareness. And that is what prayer seems to impact. It impacts what we're aware of. So when we can go to know truth, simply know truth. I know I say that a lot of times when people ask me for prayer. I simply say, I'm knowing truth with you. I'm not praying for you. I'm knowing that I know truth and you know truth. And when we are knowing truth, whatever it is seems to resolve itself. So that to me is how prayer works, is to replace what it is we've been grumbling about, complaining about, aching about, feeling down and out about, replacing it with, well, what is truth? You know, even if I ask the question, well, what is truth about this situation? Let me know that. Sometimes my prayer is a question. Let me be conscious of what is truth about this situation. And then I get a whole different perspective on it. I get a whole different feeling about it. When my thoughts and feelings shift, and that's how prayer works. Thoughts and feelings have to be on accord, on one accord with that Christ mind, that God mind. When that happens, there's a peace. Somehow there's just a peace seems like everything just falls off your shoulders and you just take a deep breath and you just realize, you know, it's all right. Not going to be all right. It's all right right now. Right. Right. It's I love right, that. right now. I love that. So what you're saying, basically, Reverend Bernetti, is if you can worry, you can pray. Yes, you can switch them out. <laughs> <laughs> the same amount of worrying you do it can be your prayer. If you just yeah. flip the, the script. Yes, yes. So, listen, your mind. yeah, listeners out there, if you can worry, you can pray. If you can stay up all night worrying and stressing about a situation, you can stay up all night praying about the situation. You Same actually it. will sleep. Yeah. You will and, then you'll, sleep. and then you'll get some sleep. <laughs> then you'll get some sleep because yes. once you really let it go in prayer, yes. then you'll have the peace that she talked about. Yes. Because yes. that's it's the okay. part of the process. Prayer changes things because it changes you. Yes. So, you know, uh, so many people, as you know, in UFBL and the New Thought Movement in general, come to us because they are looking for physical healing. Yes. And, you know, our founder obviously started up this movement of the Universal Foundation for Better Living. Uh, the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman are based upon a healing. And the majority of the founders of the New Thought Movement, including the quote unquote founder, even though he doesn't know he's the founder of it. Phineas P. Quimby was a spiritual healer who also got a healer, healing. Yeah. And so people come to us a lot for, for healing. Um, how do we pray for healing? We pray for healing by knowing truth in the moment. I, I spent almost a month and a half in the hospital in the early part of 2022. And now here we are in 2023. And 
I ask, what's the truth about what is going on with my body? What is the truth? And what was revealed to me was there was something I needed to let go. There was something I had had been angry about. I had been resentful about. I had been judgmental about. And I had not acknowledged it honestly to myself. As soon as I acknowledged honestly what was going on with me, truth comes in, says, get yourself up out this bed and go home. And that is exactly what happened. You know, it was like they were mystified. And how did you heal that? So, you know, I had diagnosis. I wouldn't even go into what the diagnosis was. Some part of that race consciousness that was going on at the time. Yeah. But as soon as I turned my attention away from that and got honest with myself and was able to forgive myself for things that I had been thinking and feeling that I had not acknowledged to myself about my life and what was going on and, you know, having a, on one level, smiling, you know, and being gracious, but inside there was something that was eating me. And so it was a grace to have the hospital experience because it allowed it to come up so I could let it go. Yeah. And I mean, it was almost, it was so miraculous. It was amazing to all of us. As soon as I could let that stuff go and forgive myself and bring in some love and some compassion for myself. I was doing the best that I knew how to do at the time, but I was also in a morass of negativity that I didn't even know was there. It had just subtly, piece by piece, little by little, subtly snuck up on me. And before I knew it, here I am in a hospital bed. Yeah. So when I asked for the truth, you know, I'm the presence of pure being and immersed in the whole spirit of God. And when that prayer came back to me, I knew that I had begun to release some of those things that I had been holding on to. And the healing was just natural because we're we're whole healed beings. We're not healing from something. We're already, the truth of it is, we're already whole, healthy, healed beings. The body's a healing organism. It will do that when it's given the right condition. So I can tell you from personal experience, healing happens when we're able to let go of those things that are separating us from who we truly are. We are these fabulous, incredible, whole and healthy and vibrant spiritual beings. And that has returned. I'm whole and healthy and vibrant. Yes, yes. <laughs> and I think the the listeners will be able to hear it in your voice as they listen to this podcast that the life energy is expressing itself through you so vibrantly because when you don't have the energy, the, this low vibrational thought, beliefs, feelings holding you down, the magnificence of God can shine forth. Yes. And and that's the beauty of it. You know, yes. it's 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 amazing to me 
uh, some of the testimonies I've heard in our ministry. Yes. You know, I'm, I'm going to add yours to it. It's just amazing to me that people can touch the hem of the garment within themselves. Hallelujah. And shift the prognosis, shift the diagnosis, and make stuff disappear. Yes. Disappear. Like, it was there, and now it's not there. Yes. It was on the test. And now it's not on the test. <laughs> yes. It was on you the know, x-ray, and now it's not on the x-ray. Well, you know, being a spiritual being means that we're living in the invisible realm of spirit. Yes. And we are going back and forth into this material realm. It's like the quantum physics process. Sometimes it's a wave. Sometimes it's a particle. It mm -hmm. moves back and forth between those. And so when you understand that, oh, if I identify myself as a spiritual being, that means I can take it out, I can bring it in, I can take it out, I can bring it in. So I can actually manage that with my mind. I'm a magnificent, powerful being that creates with my mind. And so I can go think, move things from the invisible realm of spirit into the visible realm of physicality, but I can also do the same thing in the opposite direction. I can move things from physicality into the spiritual invisible realm of spirituality. That's how incredible we are. Yeah, yes, yes. It's amazing. Yes, yes. I think it's, it's important for people to touch base. And I feel as though I just need to say this for those who are listening. Um, I, your church is online, right? You all have online as well as physical in-person services, right? Yes. We live stream every okay. Sunday. Could you give people that information? Because my soul is telling me right now, tell people how they can get in contact with what's coming out of you right now and can go <laughs> back and look at the backlog of stuff to be able to hear what you're saying right now. Yeah. You know, our 2023 overall theme, every year spirit gives me an overall theme. This year, the theme is communion, conscious communication with God. And that is what prayer is. That is being in that presence consciously, intentionally, consistently, persistently in that communion space. Beautiful, beautiful. Can you give them your website and the ways they can watch your live stream? Well, you can watch it on our website, which is www.ogot.org. And uh, all of our lesson sermons, there's an archive there of our lesson sermons um, that you can actually go to and, and see what we're saying. Beautiful, beautiful, because yeah. you want to make sure that you get more of this, okay? Take advantage of it. If you're in the, obviously, Baltimore, Maryland area, go to the website, get that address, and take that drive over and yes. get it in person, okay? You know. 3605 Coronado Road, and it's Baltimore, Maryland, 21244. And we'd love to see you on site. 
Beautiful, beautiful. Because you know, as that old song from the seventies said, "There's nothing like the real thing, baby." Yes, yes, yes. And you can feel it when you walk in our door. The energy uh-huh. of love just embraces you. Yes, yes, yes. yes. So uh, I, I want to go to the next question, Reverend Burnett, because the other issue that people talk about, obviously, is resources and money. So how do people pray for prosperity? Again, you have to be prosperity. You you know, your prayer is, God, what's the consciousness of abundance that I am? Now, this is contemplative prayer when you're asking questions. There are all kinds of prayer techniques when you get to a level of spiritual maturity. You recognize sometimes I'm asking questions and I'm looking for an answer. Sometimes I'm making a request. Sometimes I'm actually uh, putting a picture up on a wall and just looking at it. That's a prayer. The ability to be able to be aware that in this picture, I am in this picture. But the point of it is, how are you identifying yourself? So if you're identifying yourself as poor and broke and I don't have this and that, You're going to get one set of experiences that are poor and broken. I don't have this and that. If you're identifying yourself as abundance, then prosperity becomes a natural part of your experience. It's just a natural flow that happens because you have valued who and what you are as a spiritual being. You have valued it. Now, sometimes we have some contracts, I'll say, in place. Some things that we have agreed to that we're not even aware we've agreed to. Mm. Like, you know, uh, I can remember when I asked my mother, we, we were doing a prosperity series at One God, One Thought. One of the assignments was go ask your mother, then ask your father, ask somebody who, you know, was in your life. What did they say about money when they were coming up? And I asked my mother, who came from uh, North Carolina uh, during the Depression era. And she said, there is none. Mm. Period. She said, there is none. So she passed that thought on to me. There is no money. Mm. It's going to be a struggle. You're going to have to, you see, all of that conversation that was in her was then passed down to me. I never asked where that came from. I just kept the chatter going. There is none. So as long as I'm saying that to myself, that there is none, I'm pushing away what could be on its way to me. Because money is a part of God's flow. There's no respecter person. Anybody who is willing and wants to have some can have it. Absolutely. If that's what your prosperity issue is. Some people's prosperity issue is not money. Some of it, some people's prosperity issue comes in the form of not enough people around them saying uplifting things to them. So they have this notion of unworthiness and lack. Some people's prosperity issues, you know, can come in different ways because prosperity is not only money. That's simply one of the many ways that God expresses abundance. God expresses infinite abundance 
all the time, everywhere. All the time. Yes. There's no lack of God anywhere. And we say that in UFBL. There's only one presence and one power in the universe, and that is God. It is absolute good. It is omnipotence. So now where is it there that there is this lack that we're experiencing? So again, you have to turn your thinking around and shed out the outer world of effects and those things that you're seeing, including your bank account that has a negative, you know, you got to turn that and take some time and space to commune with the abundance that is present and available everywhere. Yeah. And then be willing to be a part of the flow, a part of the circulation. Be willing to be a part of the giving, like prime in the pump, knowing that you are prosperous and giving like you're prosperous. And what happens is you open a channel and it starts flowing back. And it's a circulation that takes place, which is a, a divine law of circulation. Yeah. I just love it. Yes, yes. You Which know, I tell myself I'm abundance every day. I, I am the abundance of God because I'm part of God. God is abundance, infinite abundance. It's like, ooh, that's exciting. Yes. I want yes. some of that. <laughs> yes, yes. But, you know, when you were talking about the giving part, it made me think about uh, something that, um, you know, one of our teachers, uh, the Reverend Evelyn Boyd, uh, oh, yeah. he uh, said many years ago in a sermon and she said that when she first came to Christ Universal Temple she was sitting in the audience you know financially strapped and uh, you know when it came time for the offering the inner chatter was telling her not to give anything and it got so loud she said she said out loud shut up before I get before I put all of it in the envelope <laughs> <laughs> because Johnny was teaching us how to yeah. give our way out of the poverty mindset. Absolutely. And that was an important part of the process. When you don't think you have anything to give, now you're truly functioning in a consciousness of poverty. Yes. So this, uh, this process of I'm connected to God, therefore I'm always connected to abundance. And I am abundance is a totally different perspective and yes. it creates opportunities. Yes. Yes. You know, it does. You know, right. We, we're not telling people that an angel on wings is going to drop the Cadillac in your driveway, but that idea might show up. Ideas. Yes. People, resources that right. seem out of the blue. Right. And every right. idea is an abundant idea because God's ideas come what? Fully clothed fully with clothed. everything that's required for their complete manifestation. We say that all the time, too. It's a cliche. But yes. when you really listen to it, yes, you know, yes, those yes. ideas are filled, filled with abundance. Yes, yes. So opportunity is present. You yes. just have to be in alignment with it to see it. All right? As, as, as the prophet Elisha told his servant, Lord, open up his eyes. So he can yes. see. Yes. Because the abundance is already there. Yes. But we you allow. You know the, what you're looking at. Yeah. It's already a present and available. Yes. We have to be able to see it. So um, how can people get press support from your ministry? 
We have prayer uh, services on Sunday evening that are okay. devoted to uh, to prayer. And it is a Zoom call and people call in and pray. And we also have prayer requests where you can call or write us or send us a note on our website and say that you would like to be to have you have a prayer request. And then we actually pray with those prayers over uh, a period of time, at least 30 days. People who came to our burning bowl, they have prayer letters that they have uh, sent and we'll send them back in July. So, uh, and then we have chaplains. You can request prayer from a prayer chaplain. We don't have a 24 hour line yet, but we do have uh, prayer chaplains and you can request. Reverend Judith Hakma heads our prayer ministry and um, she's a UFBL minister. She and I both used to um, go to Chicago with Christine at Christine's house during yeah. the summer intensives. When we used to have summer intensives at Christ Universal Temple when we were in teacher training and the uh, the teacher training program. And we used to uh, man the prayer line. If you, if you stayed at her house during the summer, when the prayer line was turned over to her house, you had to man the prayer line. Mm. And invariably what would happen, the most amazing thing is that if you walked by the phone and it happened to ring, you were the one who would, was chosen to take that prayer call. So you took the prayer call and 100% of the time, the person was asking for prayer about something that the person who answered the call needed as well. Mm -hmm. It was yes. the most amazing thing. Yes. They're asking for prayer for prosperity or healing or something that was going on in their emotions that they, you know, in their family or whatever. Like, wow, I have the same thing going on. I haven't talked about it, but I have the same thing going on. So we ended up praying with people uh, and praying for ourselves. That's where I learned to pray. That's beautiful. Christine. Christine Knox Walthall. Christina, yes. rather, Christina Knox Walthall. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely yeah. blessed, blessed soul who who um you know she she seeded a lot in me. I'll just leave that at that. Yeah, she taught just, us to pray. Yeah. She taught I, us how to pray. Even before I worked and, at the church, I would just come yes. up and sit and, and talk with her. Yeah. And to do intercession with with other people yes. to get their minds refocused. You know, yeah. away from that thing they were dealing with that they were so worried about or so pressed about. She taught yeah. us how to to refocus them away from the not disacknowledging it. Let it come up, acknowledge it, and then just gently turn their attention to what they could be focusing on. If that's not what you want to be feeling, well, what do you want to be feeling? Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. you don't want to be, don't spend your energy and your time focusing on the things you don't want. Shift your attention to the things that you do want. Right, right. That would comfort your soul. Yes, yes. And what I'm hearing in your voice, and I don't know if you recognize it or not, is the love touch that she taught yes. you. Yes. Love touch. That yes. How do you lovingly guide people? Absolutely. Where they could be. Absolutely. We don't press them. We don't stress them. But the love that is felt yes. over the phone or over the whatever, 
or even if it's yeah. just a request and you're holding a person in consciousness, that love allows yeah. it to move in a different way. Uh, yeah. I definitely hear it. Yeah. Uh, you know, so we we bumped up to the break time. So we do need to take a quick break. Okay. So um, we're going to get right back to it because I have more questions. So listeners, we'll be right back with Truth Transform. Welcome back to Truth Transforms. I have as my guest today, the Reverend Burnett Jones, and we're talking about how prayer changes things. So, uh, Reverend Burnett, uh, as we get back to it, um, my next question is around singing. And can singing be a form of prayer? Absolutely. Anything that you can say in a prayer, you can sing in a prayer. All you right. can you know, I, I, when I think about singing, I think about rejoicing. I think about that I am lifted up and rejoicing. And that just that process of being lifted up and know that I am rejoicing and the joy that comes to me when I, when I do that, um, it, it just relieves a lot of stress and a lot of pressure. And gives me that gentle movement to focus on something wonderful. We, we sang a, a song at our burning bowl service. And I've just been singing it ever since. I'm expecting great things. You know, I'm expecting great things. And I just keep singing. I'm expecting great things. Great things. Because I know that. If I can turn my attention to what I am expecting and what I want, I can sing that reframe over and over again, and it goes deeper and deeper into my subconscious mind. Mm -hmm. You know, music goes deep into the subconscious anyway. It's so universal in terms of when there are no words, just the music by itself is just universal. Anybody in any culture could listen to the same music and get the same feeling from it. Yes. So, you know, it's a very healing, it's a very practical healing tool to have a good playlist yeah. that you can simply turn on when you find yourself in that morass and you find yourself, you saying things to yourself that you don't want to hear. Just gently move your attention and click the playlist on your phone or wherever device it is. And listen to some uplifting music, accumulate some things, some songs and some music that are what I call your rich jewel. Mm -hmm. You know, they they keep you energized. They keep you reminded. They lift your soul consciousness. Yes. You no. Know? And that's something that is easy to handle. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm just learning more about technology, so I'm learning how to actually work with that. But <laughs> I have my playlist. If I don't have anything else, I have my playlist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's but important. I can go there. Yeah, get your playlist. I, you know, I have a few. Uh, you know, my Pandora app. You know, I have uh, my Donald Lawrence channel, so it basically oh, plays yeah. songs like D- Donald Lawrence sings. And yes. I, think, uh, you know, I can remember as I was driving, I was preaching at CUT last Sunday and I was coming in and it was a song, uh, let go and let God, you know, yes. let go, let God, you know, that song, I yes. can't remember the name of the, uh, of the singer, you know, you know, and, and I, it- and I love that song because, you know, either I let go and I let God, let God handle it. And it just reminds you, it doesn't make a difference if it's preaching a sermon if it's dealing with a family matter, if it's dealing with a money matter, if it's dealing with That's a, right. you know, just can I get to the space to where I can surrender yes. and allow the authentic spiritual aspect of myself to shine forth because I've got my own personality, my own ego out of the way. The way. Let go Absolutely. and I just let God. Yes, yes. You know, so when people are wrestling with things, many times I send them that song, it's, you know, uh, you know, send them a prayer, affirmation, uh, meditation, whatever. So, but just listen to this song a few times and then do the other stuff because the music just helps break down the barriers of yes. resistance because Absolutely. we all have resistance to stuff. Yes. And, and the resistance is what interferes with the flow. Yes. It's that building up of conditioning over time. Yeah. Subtly. Like I said, you don't even realize it's there, but it's building up. It's building up. So something that eliminates that or pierces that or breaks through that, just lets it go. You know, there's a new one uh, out that we're singing now. We have everything we need. Mm -hmm. That all the people around us be blessed and know that we have everything we need. Just keep singing that over and over again. That's a prosperity Mm -hmm. consciousness song. Yes, yes. Nothing can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. Nothing. If you believe that, if you know that scripture, not just believe it, but when you know it, like in your soul, you know it. There's nothing that can separate us from this love of God. So whatever, whatever is required, we have it. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Nothing can separate us. And that's the truth that will set us free you know as jesus said or is attributed as saying in the gospel of john you shall know the truth yes and the truth will make you free yes absolutely 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 so uh, i have another question Um, how do you ask for spiritual guidance i ask and then i leave it alone i just put it up in my mind, I have a, a sacred prayer box. So in my mind, I actually put, I see myself, you know, Neville Garden used to say, if you can imagine, I see myself putting it in this prayer box, closing the lid and letting it go. And ultimately, the guidance will come. It'll either drop in. A little child will tell me. I'll see a bumper sticker. Some way, there's a communication. I've communicated. 
to spirit, what guidance I'm requesting, and then spirit will find a way to bring it to me out of the mouth of somebody. Invariably, I used to, I used to always laugh that uh, when spirit would give me a lesson title, invariably, somebody would come into my office at the church that week talking about that very thing. Wow. Yeah. I ended up making them an example in my lesson sermon. <laughs> <laughs> talking about the very exact same thing. So spirit is exact. And the guidance, you know, there is a peace and comfort that comes when I have made a request and the answer comes. Not what I'm making up in my own ego self and my own intellect, but when the intelligence of the universe conspires and creates this affluence of uh, and confluence of energy. I can simply be still and I'll see the answer show up. So I I, I, I simply ask. And sometimes, you know, uh, it's a conversation. And in the middle of the conversation, the other person will happen to say something that responds to what it is I'm seeking guidance for. Sometimes I'm asking someone who is more uh, uh, versed in it, but generally I'm asking my God self, mm-hmm. what is the direction for this particular situation? And I'll get an answer. I know when I've got the answer because my ear, I'm always communing. There's the, my ear, my inner ear is always attuned and tuned up to spirit. So when it drops in, I hear it. I can be in the middle of a crowd and I'll hear it. Ah, this is it. All right. Yeah. I love that. I love that. So um, last question. What is the best positive prayer result that you can share? It doesn't have to be, you know, you've already shared your story, you know, that uh, your recent demonstration, but something where you're like, man, this was a magnificent result as uh, a demonstration as a result of prayer. When I was, and this is years ago, it was huge for me. Uh, I I used to have a business, used to have six stores, 30 employees, did a million point two in sales in the first year, had other partners. Yeah. In five years, we went out of business, just tanked. The guy I thought I was going to marry went, go, went back to, to another country. There was just all kinds of things going on. And we were left with, I guess it was, it was, it was more than $75,000 in IRS debt that they assessed on each one of the partners. And for years, I was struggling with how I was going to pay that. And so I simply said, okay, God, you know what? I'm willing. I'm willing to pay this. Whether any of the other partners get it paid, whether I don't know how I'm going to do it, I'm going to trust that this will be paid because I know you'll take care of it. I put it up in that little God box and took my mind off of it. Periodically, I would just pay something, pay little bits, 
you know, towards 75,000, it seemed like, you know, even a thousand dollars seemed like a little bit. The day I finished my licensing and ordination exam and knew that I had passed, I got a letter in the mail and I'm coming up my steps in my apartment and I'm saying, hey, IRS, here we go again. But you know what, God? I'm willing. Spirit said in that moment, what would you like that letter to say? I said, I would like that letter to say that it is completely paid off. I opened the letter and that's exactly what it said. God be the glory. I have no idea to this day how that $75,000 got paid. I don't know whether the other partners paid it. If they, I, I don't know. I don't know. All I know is I was willing and I was trusting God that it, there was a way it could be done. And if there was a way it could be done through me, I'm willing to do it through me. When, when I saw that letter, of course, the first chatter was, oh my God, here we go again. Got to start paying them something. You know, I, I, don't, well, I don't know where it's going to come from. No, that's not what has to be in that letter. What do you want to be in that letter? What do you want it to say? I said, I want it to say that it's paid in full. When I opened that letter, and that's what it said, I was screaming and hollering and praising God and rejoicing. I said, right outside my apartment. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. That was quite a demonstration for me. That's absolutely a great demonstration. I think, you know, these are the things that help people understand that it worked. If you work it, as Johnny would say, you work it. And, you know, you know, that's a wonderful demonstration as people are dealing with finances and the healings and the different things. Stay true and be willing and be yes. open and be receptive to what spirit is doing in through and as you and what we call miraculous things, not a miracle in spirit. That's right. Yeah. You know, a miracle in spirit is an everyday occurrence. It's an everyday every moment occurrence. occurrence. So, so it's a miracle when you get up in your right mind. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So with all this, that's going on, it, yes. with all that's going on, it gives us yes. an opportunity for growth. It gives us an opportunity yes. for healing. It gives us an opportunity for breakthrough. I think it's yes. just so much that's available to us right now. So as as we wrap up um, this show. Um, I want to do two things. One, I want you to give the people the website one more time. And then if there's anything else you want to leave them concerning prayer for them to work on as they listen to this podcast. Uh, I will do it in that order. Our right. uh, website is www.ogot.org. O -R -G. And you can get the previous live streams of our services there. What I would say about prayer is that there are levels of it. When you, it, If it's your first encounter with prayer, then you begin to build up that spiritual muscle by doing it. It's the experience of actually doing it, opening that communication conversation channel with God, within yourself. It's your God self and being honest, being totally honest about where you are, 
being totally honest about what it is you want to be happening and just leave it there. You can't keep bringing it back. You have to leave it there with God and let God work it out. Trusting and knowing, knowing that truth is true. Knowing versus believing, knowing this is done. This is so. So it is. And so it is. And so it is. So I want to thank you so, so much for coming on the show. I know that people who are listening to this are going are blessed and will continue to be blessed in this experience. You know, I you know, I bless everybody in the you know the OG OT uh ministry, you know. You know, I know a lot of people at your church, obviously. And yes. uh, you know, and I love them all and I know they love me. And yes. you know, so you know you gotta and, come back again. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, yes. no, no time like the present. To, yes just be in that space. So, you know, so listeners, I would just say, take a listen to this show more than one, because as the nuggets come, you don't want to miss them. You want to take some time. And I would even suggest just get on a notepad and just write down your thoughts. Or if you have your phone, like I have an iPhone, write it in your notes, make sure you don't miss something that spoke specifically to you, because that'll be the idea. That'll be the affirmation. That'll be the statement that you can work with that allows you to get your healing, to get your breakthrough, to get your prosperity. You don't know what that one thing might be, that hook that says, okay, now I've had the light bulb moment. Now I've had a moment of enlightenment. So take a listen to it. Get your pen and pad out or your notes in your phone and take down those notes. And whatever God tells you, stop and pause and reflect on, reflect just on that. And watch the glory of the Lord show up in the midst of your own life. So, so again, thank you, Reverend Burnett Jones. Thank you. You know, I bless you. I bless your ministry. I bless your family. I bless all that God uh, guides you to touch. And I know that the best is yet to come. Amen. So listeners, make sure that you're out there. If you're in the Baltimore area, make sure you stop by. If you're, you know, you like to watch services online, check out her services, check out the previous services, stay in tune and stay in contact with that, which blesses you. All right. All right. So we'll be back with you next week again with Truth Transforms. God bless. I'm Suzanne Giesman, and if you've ever wondered about life after death or if it's possible to connect with a higher consciousness, I invite you to join me for my podcast, Messages of Hope. It's my mission to share with you that our loved ones who have passed are always with us and we are so very loved. I want to teach you how to live a consciously connected and divinely guided life. Listen here on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network.